Welcome to Far Too Fabulous, hosted by Julie and Catherine. Join us on a mission to embrace your fabulousness and redefine wellness. Get ready for some feistiness, inspiration, candid chats and humour as we journey together towards empowered well-being. Let's dive in. Hello, it's Catherine. And I'm Julie. And welcome to episode one of our brand new podcast. Today we're going to be letting you know a little bit about who we are and why we're doing this. Basically we are two women but we've got one mission so we're going to start by telling you where we were at before we got to where we are now, the jobs that we're doing and why we're standing here talking to you. So my backstory is that in my late teens, early 20s, I had lots of issues going on with my health and I went backwards and forwards to the doctor and the doctor finally, because he didn't know what to do with me, diagnosed me as depressed and offered me antidepressants. But I knew that wasn't the right way for me to go. I wasn't depressed. I had symptoms that I now recognise as, as chronic fatigue, but this was many years ago and not everybody were aware of that. So yeah, I decided that antidepressants weren't for me and I needed another answer. Amazing, thank you. So my backstory is that about maybe nine years ago, I became acutely anxious, just Total, total burnout. Three children, moved house, full-time job, etc. I did go to the doctors and eventually, actually, and got some medication for this. However, I wasn't content with that being the end of the story. So I should also mention that at the time I was working as an engineer in the construction industry. And this was at a time again where... Apart from the secretary on site, I was the only female and there was a lot of pressure to prove yourself and be 10 times better than the men. So unbeknown to me, I was under a lot of stress. I didn't recognise that as being stress and I now appreciate that that led to some of my issues because actually I was pretty healthy or considered myself to be healthy. I always liked exercise. My mum cooked food from scratch. My diet wasn't shocking, although being a child in the 70s, breakfast wasn't a Nutri-Grain bar, that's what we thought was healthy, uh, sandwiches for, for lunch and pasta for dinner was the norm. But it wasn't until, you know, joining all those dots together and I realised that stress was a major factor being in that, in that particular job that led me to looking for alternatives to, to deal with my health. Just listening to this story, the, the similarities are absolutely bonkers. And we, well, you're going to hear all the way through this podcast, how many times we're like, yeah, me too, which is why we're both here together. Again, I wasn't, I was very fit. In fact, I was a nurse at the time and I really valued my my fitness and my nutrition, which for me kind of made it made it feel worse it was even more annoying that i that i felt like this and and as is the norm with with mental health not everybody spoke about how they felt so i just thought i was the only person that couldn't possibly deal with everything that life threw at me i also and i have, have no doubt we'll talk about this again in another episode i um i really dined out on spinning all the plates um and so when I started dropping them. There was there was a massive amount of shame. It was just yeah, just a horrible, 
horrible um, feeling. So, Julie, what did you do as well as what, uh, what the docs would have told you to do? Yeah, so I can so relate to the spinning all the plates and then not realising that um, you, you, you felt like you were the only one that couldn't cope and you were looking around at everyone thinking, why can't I do this long commute, do this stressful job and still be okay when I'm really young and, like I said, was eating what I considered to be a healthy diet, etc. So after about three years of going back and forth to the doctors and getting no proper diagnosis other than, well, we think you're depressed, try these antidepressants, I decided to look at other, other alternatives and I came across a book that literally changed my life. <laughs> Patrick Holford, thank you, if you're listening to this. Uh, Patrick Holford wrote a book. Um, he's in the nutrition world. He's really well known. But I didn't know him at the time. And the first chapter was just like he was talking to me. And so I then started looking at my lifestyle, what I was eating. And I went to see a nutritionist. And yeah, it was life changing. What about you, Catherine? What did you do? Incredible. Yeah, so... I was already teaching Pilates at the time and those for those 45 minutes an hour that I was teaching were the most peaceful of my entire week because I was moving my body, I was getting out of my brain and just being physical. Um, and so I used that more and more, things like running and stuff. I knew that when I moved my body, I felt so much better. So that I made sure, even though, oh, even though I wanted to stay under the duvet, I made sure that I got out and I did those things. Um, and then I started looking for other alternatives as well. I tried uh, acupuncture, which was, was really good. Um, that turned me off like a light it was absolutely incredible um and then meditation and I took that up regularly and again it was another point in my day in my week that after a bit of practice um there was peace there there was stillness um and that was it. That was the start of it. I did get some. I got some medical help. I did get some uh, medication. Um, I did talking therapies. Uh, initially, um, I think I got um, the whatever telephone calls I got from the GP, and then I I took myself off for some um, in person talking therapy, which eventually helped I now know from having studied it a bit further all the stories and all the blocks I was putting in my way when I first started doing it but eventually it really really helped and it was looking for all those other things like putting the nutrition in place to really support me and then eventually and this was probably a bit later on things like the cold water swimming and breath work which are now just part of my everyday life so I'm going to hand you back to Julie and she's going to tell you what she's done with this yeah so having got to the point where I just thought okay the doctor's not really helping I've, I've got this book 
I've now booked an appointment with a nutritionist. I've then started to get better and it was a bit of a process, but I started to understand that my diet wasn't that good. I had a gluten sensitivity. My gut was bad. All of the stress had, had unbalanced my adrenals. So I, I started to understand what was going on. And then I thought, wow, other people need to know this. And then that led me to doing a diploma in nutrition which originally was just because I'm the sort of person that wants to know everything. And then as I got more and more involved in that world, it led me to doing a Bachelor of Science degree in nutritional medicine. And I was very intent on the fact that it had to be nutritional medicine. So my family will will know that when I do something, I'm going to do it properly. So yeah, I wasn't satisfied with a diploma. I needed to go and get a degree. And I did that while I was working, while I was getting myself better. And I loved the subject. I absolutely loved it and realised I need to change my career now because I know this stuff. I can't unknow it and other people need to know. She, does, she doesn't do anything by halves. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I think my changing point, there were a few bits, really. One was that anybody that I knew that kind of identified that they had or have anxiety, it felt like they had decided that this was part of their identity and that it was here to stay. Number one, I'm, I wasn't up for that at all. I needed this gone and I needed it gone like yesterday. And so then it, if I could do that and I can live without anxiety from feeling so poorly, I wanted other people to know that they could do that as well. Much like Julie, I really seriously pivoted with work. I I actually had to have a whole revamp of my life. I stopped commuting to London where I was working as a nurse. I stopped nursing full-time and then eventually stopped nursing at all and went full-time into healthy healthcare, basically keeping people out of the uh, healthcare system. And another pivoting, pivoting, pivotal moment for me was um, stood in, I was still nursing at this point, was stood in a waiting room at the hospital I was working in at the time and looking around and realising that if these people in here had put a little bit more effort, and really it probably would only have taken a little bit more effort into looking after themselves then I'm not necessarily saying they wouldn't have been there, but they certainly wouldn't have been as sick as they were. And I'm absolutely sure that waiting room would have been half as full as it was then. It was actually at that point that I thought that this is this is my mission, is to help people look after themselves, empower people to look after themselves. Yeah, that's how I've ended up roughly where I am now. <laughs> yeah, the mission part, I think... When I was doing my degree and I realised other people need to know this stuff, I felt at that point that I didn't have any other choice, that that was my destiny to do this job. Mm. And I still feel blown away by the power of moving your body, eating the right food, nourishing yourself, you know, drinking sufficient water, looking after your mental health. I think the body is amazing if you give it the right environment. And so we're both on the same page when we're, when we're 
start talking about these things that you can be in a position where you can the you can have the power rather than give your power over to someone else and and a lot of the time when we're sick we feel helpless and I know for a fact that that Catherine and I have an issue with being sick (laughs) we're not we're not available for it are we no we're not available for it but we're also not super superhuman and there's nothing special about us we just have this knowledge and we want to share it with everyone um which is the point purpose of doing this podcast really so we're both now doing careers where we're helping people with their health and quite often we get together and we rant about various things and we thought it's time that we put these rants out to you know you guys so that you've got the tools so that you can start to look after yourself and not have to rely on medicines and then the medical institutions if I was in an emergency I would absolutely want that back up but there's so much you can do to look after your health and that's what we want to tell you about yeah no I I totally agree you will hear our passion all the way through so finally what we thought we would do was tell you some random fun facts about us so not just our careers and you are you're going to get to hear how passionate we are about health and fitness and well-being and and all that stuff as we go on and I'm afraid boring for you lot loads of our stuff again overlaps (laughs) we live both of us live in uh Sunny Whitstable most of the time, windy Whitstable most of the time. I have got three children, a husband, uh, he's a personal trainer as well, so our children are sick to death of fitness, honestly. They say, oh, mummy and daddy, that's your thing, we don't need to do that. Yes, yeah, so it's it, it grates on them, honestly. Uh, we've got uh, lovely Luna the Vimarana, um, who uh, keeps us fit and active as well. And my loves are cold water swimming I discovered that through lockdown and I will never ever be without it again and when I can't get into our sea that'll be another interest I'll tell you about in a minute um then I will either be in my ice pod or I will have a cold shower so with regards to sea I am a very active member of SOS Whitstable um and we campaign for cleaner seas here in Whitstable. What else do I do? I'm, yes, I'm a member of the UK Soul Choir. I am, I am a choir nerd. Honestly, I, I laugh. I think about if my 20 year old self could see me sometimes wandering around Whitstable in a dry robe and and a onesie and then going off to choir. Yeah, I'm not sure what she'd say, but uh, I think she'd be happier. I was deliriously happy. And I do enjoy triathlons, although I have not done one since lockdown. But there is very definitely another half Ironman um, in my future at some point. There is unfinished business there. Julie, what about you? I can't believe you're going to do some some major triathlons. That's not for me, by the way. So that's where we don't cross over. But <laughs> yeah, I, I moved to Whitstable. It was always my ambition to live by the sea. I met my husband, who's a DJ, really late in life. Had my children when I was 38 and 40. In fact, we've got children of similar age, even though there is a bit of an age gap between us. Is there 10 years between us or... Almost. Just yeah, yeah, ten years between us. So I'm in my fifties. 
I still do gymnastics. I love gymnastics and I do throw myself around like a lunatic. I also sing in the choir. So yeah, I just, I can't even begin to tell you how much fun that is. But yeah, we sing in the choir. I recently started karate because I was sick of taking my children to vet. They do so many activities, you know, when you're mum's taxi, driving my kids to somewhere, sitting outside and then driving back, I thought I might as well go in and do it. So yeah, my 52 year old self has recently taken up karate. So there you go. I love it. And again, you're going to hear this theme all the way through. One of our whys we wrote down is refusal to be sucked into the general narrative. And often people would judge that a 50-something-year-old should not be doing what Julie can do on a trampoline or, or doing her karate. And we are very much going to rewrite those norms. Is that what you think? Yeah, totally. Just, yeah, we we don't want to be one of the sheep. We want to be a shepherd, right? And we want to... I've got this thing about ageing at the moment, defying age. I, I think that the current society, especially post-COVID, of how we manage health and ageing, and it's just all wrong. And the way that we manufacture our food is is all wrong. I'll try not to get on my soapbox. This subject's going to come up. Um, but basically, myself and Catherine, our aim is to defy age, be able to do the things that we love to do by almost exploiting what we know in order to support our bodies and being a role model for others and especially the younger generation because they're really up against it when we look at societies it's everything is set up for us not to be healthy so we've got to go right when other people are going left and that's what we're all about it's exciting it's so exciting yeah we want to be your permission slip to do things differently so We hope that this has made you decide that you want to be part of our tribe, part of our gang and and hang out with us um, once a week during our podcast. Yeah, I think it's going to be re- it's going to be really fun. And when we started putting ideas together for the podcast, we said that we wanted to be the loose women of health. <laughs> so there will be some rants, there will be some things that are completely different. We're going to look at things from a different perspective. It's not just going to be uh, all your basic stuff that everybody already knows. We're combining a lot. We've done we've both done additional training. So although I've got a degree in nutritional medicine, I, I've also qualified in kinesiology, Reiki, breath work, brain psychology, life coaching. And Catherine, well you say what you've qualified in because yeah. Yeah, yeah. we've both done a lot. <laughs> right? So yeah, so building on the nursing and then the Pilates, I then went on to do some subconscious transformation training which involved life coaching, NLP, EFT. You I didn't forgot say my that. EFT. I forgot my EFT. That I mean, that is so important. See, more overlaps. And then I went on, there's hypnosis in there as well. And then I went on to do breathwork training, which I adore. That's, oh, I can't even, we'll have to do a whole episode because I know that you love it as well. And meditation training and yeah, and putting that all together. So, so much fun. So I think if you're somebody that knows that you need to do something a little bit different, that the current narrative isn't working for you and you just like a little bit of feistiness, 
and you want to understand how to best look after your health going into the future, then we hope you will stay with us and listen to our next episode. We're not promising only a little bit of feistiness, though. No. <laughs> it might be quite a lot. We are really, really looking forward to sharing this with you. So make sure that you come and join us next week. Yep, I look forward to it. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for keeping us company today. If you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Your support helps us on our mission to reach a thousand women in our first year. So share with your friends and family. You might just change a life. Connect with us on social media and make your life easier by joining our podcast mailing list. You'll find the links in the show notes. Your weekly episode will be delivered straight to your inbox every Thursday morning. Make it a fabulous week. And we'll catch you in the next episode.